0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: I was disturbed by the postman because he brought me my Mortal Kombat Annihilation uh, poster. <laughs> yes. This is the start of a joke. It's October 25th, the year of Our Lord 2001. Kylie Minogue's, can't get you out of my head, you damn right, woman. <laughs> AKA, uh, took by the critics as shut up Kylie, still number one in your head. Steps Gold Greatest Hits is the number one album. Steps announced the release of their Greatest Hits album in May 01. Shortly after, rumors started surfacing that the group would be splitting up following the release although these rumours were continuously denied by the group during TV shows and interviews. Uh, I've got to be honest, said Lisa Scott Lee, when I was growing up I had a lot of my favourite bands bring out Greatest Hits, I thought that was it. That was the end, and that's their final album. And I'm sure a lot of people think this, but no. We're actually songwriting right now for The Greatest Hits and the fourth album after that. So you know we haven't actually discussed splitting up, so I don't see why other people should.
2: Yes, Tra- shut up.
1: Dramatic pause. To support the release of the album, the group embarked on their fifth concert tour. The tour ended on the 22nd of December 2001, and it was revealed on the TV show Steps Reunion that band members H and Claire had announced their resignation to the rest of the group two hours before going on stage for the last show. No!
2: That sued! Jeez! We're not splitting up, or by the way, we're splitting up. (laughs) Fantastic. Faith No More
1: did that. They said, we'd like to get rid of these allegations and rumours that we're splitting up by splitting up.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's one way to stop the rumour stop the rumour the rumor mill, is exactly. to actually do what the rumour mill's telling you you're going to do. <laughs> American Pie 2 is oh. still number
1: one. Yeah, in a list of sequels better than the original. Am I right, Tom? Oh, Star Wars who? <laughs> Michael Barrymore speaks publicly for the first time about events preceding the death of a man at his home. Oh, no. An interview with journalist... Martin Bashir. Oh
2: no, oh no. The, the final boss of interviewers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be it. Barrymore's getting himself, I think, it'll be, I think it'll go all right tonight. I think it'll go all right. And he looks up, Martin Bashir opens the door. Latin music <laughs> starts chanting.
2: <laughs> the background disappears quicker than the foreground. It's <laughs> the health bar. Department. What was <laughs> I yeah. <what's that> about? <laughs> Nani. No, no. The
1: British crime survey reveals that
2: crime rates are at their
1: lowest levels since 1981. Thanks, Barrymore. Unrelated <laughs> to Barrymore is the big game this week, however, is GTA 3.
2: <laughs> That's why the crime rates are low. Yeah, they're Anyone all inside. playing it virtually. Yeah. They're all pretending to crime. In
1: Emmerdale, Charity Dingle is convinced that Zoe is up to something. She tells Chris <laughs> of her concerns, but he simply puts it down to Zoe, trying to make amends for her past behaviour. Chris is surprised when Zoe admits that she is proud of him. But as their conversation continues, he becomes troubled by the effect that his wedding preparations are having on her. In Coronation Street, Vera is <laughs> upset that Terry is in Brentworth Prison for attempted murder. I like I'm getting these off the wikis, and they've obviously assumed that you're really au fait with drama on this period, so nobody has any surnames. <laughs> Jack, oh, him, however, still blames Terry. Him, <laughs> for the death of Judy, uh, uh and he's angry that Terry them. is causing Vera so much, uh, <laughs> skip the rest. And it's also issue 218 of the Sonic
2: the Comic. Yeah! Are we in reprints by this we point? We certainly are, uh, we're oh, bollock deep. We're at bollock
1: the, deep in the reprints. At the price of one pound fifty, the issue contains four reprinted stories, several features... And a free gift of a ghost whistle. <laughs>
2: okay. Now, I wasn't aware... Is that for attracting ghosts?
1: I wasn't aware this was the method of attracting ghosts. <laughs> Derek Acora spent all those years at Ghost You, and all he needed was a bit of plastic tat. <laughs> Fucking whistle. <laughs> you know... Um... You know how you're going to ghost, honey? That's right. You put your lips together and blow. <laughs> like the Hedgehog, vote for me, from issue 101. <laughs> Mobian insects are introduced and are shown to be smaller than no- normal Mobians, as opposed to special zone insects, which are the same size. <laughs> Worryingly, Mobian anteaters are going around eating Mobian ants. Well, you know what they say there's two types of people in this world, there's Mobian ants and Mobian anteaters. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: That's probably a line that fucking Loose trigger wrote.
1: Knuckles the Echidna, Loose Ends, which is the post-Doomsday story. Uh, graphic Zone. Oh, great. Amy Rose. Amy's secret past, where it shows how she became pink, and it's not a very good story, I don't think. <laughs> uh, and then Sonic's World: Invasion of the Veg Heads Part One. You
2: know that one where Sonic the Hedgehog fights a potato. <laughs> I had no idea that was a two-parter. Do you know what's weird? It's a core memory. I remember it was illustrated by Carl Flint, and the yeah. final the final frame in the comic in this part in the second part. Is they go, well, well done, Slight, you saved the day. And he has, he says, yes, now time to go home and veg out. <laughs> you think you wrote the punchline
3: first and then went backwards. Yeah, of
2: course they fucking
3: did.
1: Veg
2: out. Core fucking
1: memory. <laughs> I remember the last bit of the first part of that, where a potato rises up from the ground with a crown. <laughs> he goes, it's me, King
2: Edward. King Edward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is
2: such a rubbish British Fabulous. pun. Fabulous. Is the Sonic the Comic rundown going to become a fortnightly... Well, well the problem is now, because we're doing this in 01, it's all reprints, so we'll just be talking about the reprints. Yeah. Which is a shame. I, is this because um, you've spent a lot of this week listening to Sonic the Comic, the podcast? That's purely speculation. No, it's I told right. you not to get your news from pizza fuckers. <laughs>
1: Starting off strong this week, it is the Call of the Classic Smackdown review. You're listening to dulcet tones of Matthew, who is wide awake, and Tom, who hasn't slept in days. I'm
2: wide awake and hungry. How you doing, Matthew? Uh, Mentioned Sonic the Comic, um, because obviously you've been listening to Sonic the Comic the podcast this week. And, And it also ties in, I guess we should plug it. Yeah. Right? Next week... In York, Sonic the Comic convention.
1: (gasps) My God.
2: We're going along. We're going along. And you're like, ooh, why is that? Why is it? Why are they doing a convention? Why? It's the 30th anniversary. The 30th anniversary of Sonic the Comic. Uh, uh, You're coming along just to enjoy the day and. and and tart around a bit, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. I've got, a, I've got half a skull showing up to my house soon, oh, so wh- I can put a candle on it and uh, do the wacky eyes and pretend it's
3: head oh.
1: from that uh, Halloween cover. Amazing. Wait, I've actually got the thing Please saying. find it. <laughs> there it is. Open the... Oh,
2: you've been serious? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Amazing. You're doing a costume. That's fantastic. I'll yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: get, get some Poundland bog roll I can do the rest of Chuck I guess but yeah it was this thing that was happening and then it kind of wasn't happening and it was clarified that it was happening and then I went can I get tickets they went no but then it turns out not only does Tom know the blokey because obviously he's Tom he's got all the fingers and all the pies but it also turns out that the guy that runs it is from Ferry Hill
2: (laughs) so we're practically
1: neighbours it's amazing isn't it Ferry Hill is so small people from Ferry Hill go to Bishop Auckland for a bit of crap (laughs) That may translate in different languages. But, but yes, we certainly are. You will be doing.
2: What, I'll, be, I'll be hosting. Uh, I'll my be one God. of the I'll be one of the hosts of the Sonic the Comic Convention. And I am over the moon because I get to chat to some of my heroes right. as a kid, like Nigel Kitching, Richard Elson, yeah. uh, I believe Lou String. The whole lineup you can yeah. check out on the on the Sonic the Comic UK Twitter right now. Uh, if you read Sonic the Comic back in the day, some big and also there'll be some some uh, representation from the states, from IDW, who do the American, who do the comic over there. I want to get the writers from the uh, writers from both sides together I'm and have fight, and, and, I'm fight. <laughs> and ask them about developing unique characters for the Sonic series and how how would the IDW writers have done the Brotherhood of Metallics?
1: Will there be a specific writer from the Archie comic showing up?
2: Yes. No, sadly not. No, I can't. No, I, I can't even lie about that. Sadly, Ken Penders <laughs> will not be part of this production. The Louis Dangor of Sonic. <laughs> the, hang on, hang on. That is not fair to Ken Penders. <laughs> <laughs> no, all, yes. all, hey, no, 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 no. Ken Penders fucked over Archie. Louis Dangor just fucked a pizza. It's different. <laughs> Uh, how much of this will make final print how exciting all you're, of it all of it with any luck yes yeah, so it will be there we'll be there details so it's like the comic UK on Twitter uh, if, you, if you're in and around the York area come by and say hi it'll be a lovely time we'll have a lovely time and then on the night it's bloody north wrestling in Newcastle oh. let the cannons fly four <laughs> that's a thing that's happening Ahead of Thunderstruck in July, it's good. It's all good things. It's all loaded. It's loaded, loads of stuff, that's all that. Loads of stuff happening there. There's also loads of stuff happening in the world of the wrestling. Yeah, like you're talking about, like, what if we've got this stable and this stable taking on each other in a multi-man match?
1: That sounds like a great idea in the build-up to Survivor Series. It but certainly
3: does. As we
1: rev up the troops, so to speak. Tom, what's in the news? Or so, do we have any emails? Or we're going to go not. straight
2: to the news because there is so much news this week that if we did the, the emails All the emails are about well. uh, the Dingles, so moving yeah, on to so the so news. so thank you for your emails about the Dingles. It's much appreciated. <laughs> Let us roll back the time. So, we are on October the 25th, 2001. Uh, very shortly, Matthew Gregg is going to talk us through this week's episode of Smackdown. We just October clipped that bit. Said,
1: very shortly, Matthew Gregg, because yes, that is me. <laughs> <Very> sh-
2: <laughs> That's your Tinder bio,
1: <laughs> your mate. King for life.
2: Go on, Tom. T- tinder bio. So, before Matthew does that, though, I'm going to give you a rundown of the wrestling news this week. There is a lot of wrestling news this week. Uh, seriously, a lot. Uh, this week uh, just a few days before Smackdown FMW presented Power Splash 2001 from Coricon Hall uh, this show opened with a grudge match between Mammoth Sasaki and Hayabusa oh no roughly 10 minutes into the match Hayabusa attempted a springboard moonsault but was unable to launch properly and complete a full rotation in doing so Hayabusa landed on his head and his neck and was unable to move. Hayabusa immediately cracked two vertebrae and was left paralyzed. Now, the day after SmackDown, Figure 4 uh, updates us saying that Hayabusa is at a point where he can move his little finger and may have some feeling in one of his knees. It's looking more and more like, though, he'll end up paralyzed from the waist down, but still have limited mobility elsewhere. He, be- he was moved to a rehabilitation center over the weekend and has been eating solid food on his own as we were going to press. Uh, This is the the tragic end of the career of uh, E.G. Izaki, a.k.a. Hayabusa. He will never wrestle again after this week. Uh, Considered one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the history of the game. One of the pioneers of high-flying junior heavyweight style in Japan. The moves that he gave us, the 450, the Phoenix Splash, the Falcon Arrow. There'll never be another. You see a Falcon Arrow every week on American TV now. And you do because of Hayabusa. Yeah. A tragic end to his career this week.
1: Yes, he he flew the banner uh, what's it called? The banner high. There we go. On, for FMW post anita. And it was considered like, oh, is he actually a drawer or not? And there was a period where he took some time off and houses plummeted the lowest FMW ever had. It's like, oh no, he is a drawer. He right. Is a okay, draw. all right, all right. And yeah, the history of FMW series, if you're interested in that wacky company goes through this, um, FMW would try to carry on for next few months uh, without Hayabusa which <laughs> I don't know if you can try and imagine that but it did try and then yes uh, the various uh, not not Yakuza about loan sharks there we go the various loan sharks that the owner of the company owed money to eventually got to him and yeah yes just a thoroughly miserable depressing way to end a company and to start a podcast uh, what else is in the news Tom?
2: well on, okay on the up and up Hulk Hogan has officially signed up with the XWF. He will play a storyline company owner. Uh, Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan uh, were approached. Uh, sorry, Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart approached Hulk Hogan. He signed up and they said, Hogan, any chance you could just keep this under your hat? We want to put out a proper press release. To which Hogan went, yeah, no problem, Bubba. Bubba, No problem, brother. And immediately rang Bubba the Love Sponge and broke the news. <laughs> and went, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on XWF. I'm going to be the company owner on screen, and we're going to have Vampiro, the Nasty Boys, and Josh on the roster. Before, Josh from Tough Enough. Josh! Matthews, right? Josh Matthews. Oh, okay. He just said Josh in his interview on Bubba the Love Loves. Oh, he's obviously got that wiki from Emmerdale, right? Now. <laughs> um, the group of XWF, which definitely has some money behind them, has been talking seriously about buying out the contracts of guys like Sting and Ric Flair, because they would like them to headline against Hulk Hogan in their first pay-per-view or two. Uh, Hogan is saying the promotion is all about creating new young stars, though. So... Watch this space for Nasty the WWF. Van
1: Hogan, Fle- oh, right, okay.
2: In this period of time, if you if you have not long jumped into the the Cold Topic classic SmackDown review, it's such an interesting time because whilst the WWF and WCW feud is happening on WWF television, that people are trying to repair like it's this sort of pre renaissance. Uh, wrestling world where there's no WCW and everyone's trying to be the new WCW. Yeah. XWF steps in and to that end, the World Wrestling All-Stars presented their first pay-per-view this week, Inception! It's like in Narcos when Pablo
1: Escobar has been taken down and it's like, (laughs) hooray! And all these other rival drug that
2: guys are like now's my time the <laughs> wwa inception how did they incept well they incepted it in a show that according to figure four wrestling sounded like a disaster and it was uh, it took place in S- sorry uh, it took place in sydney australia which is do you know what it's interesting because this, this conversation comes around again uh, aew recently selling out wembley almost selling out wembley rather uh, with fifty thousand odd seats gone for that massive show and uh, a lot of people go well, yeah, because of course they're going to go abroad. Like they'll get money there rather than domestically. They're not doing so well domestically. And this is, but this is not an a, That's not an AEW exclusive thing. This is a tale as old as time. Also, Puerto Rico this week. Yeah, exactly. Whenever WWF had rough times in the nineties and the noughties, they just go to Europe where they just sell out houses any market outside of America is starved of big wrestling companies so the plan was WWA was to be a travelling troupe of sort of the the, the waves and strays of the, of the wrestling boom period uh, but going anywhere but America essentially and there'll be shows in the UK uh, and there's this one which kicks it all off in Sydney, Australia and it's, it's a loaded card but the booking is Russo-esque to be very polite uh, so the night was uh, it had a whole one night tournament to crown the first ever WWE champion, uh, Jerry Lawler and Jeremy Borash were on commentary that was piped over the loudspeaker in the arena. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's an awful thing. No, your thing?
1: Some people. Yeah. I know some people who go and watch wrestling live and go, "It's not the same without the commentary."
2: Oh, really? Yeah. I just no. Well, obviously,
1: when you're doing commentary, we can all hear you anyway. Exactly. Your little, your little desk <laughs> that you're in.
2: Just, pr- just project like a little
1: Tommobile do. like the Pope. <laughs> It's supposed to be soundproof. <laughs> the rest of us are calling spots by yelling at one another. No one can hear them.
2: Irish whip, why? I can't hear you, but Tom. <laughs> the, the, the issue is when you've got Jeremy Borash and Jerry Lawler going, oh, no, he's cheating. The ref can't see it. The ref can blatantly hear them. <laughs> I just, I just. Oh, oh Okay. Well, mm. you've got me there, <laughs> that, officer. That that pulls me away from it. That pulls me away from it. Uh, unless you can, if you can do commentary over the loudspeaker, less is more. Do like, say less things. Just like he's going for his finisher, and they just do that. let <laughs> have a soundboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clip, beep, boop, boop. Uh, so the tournament uh, was. The show started with Bret Hart cutting a promo where he called Vince McMahon a piece of shit. So hey, welcome to the WWE. Uh, so the tournament gets underway with to Guerrero and Psychosis so with Juve beating Psychosis in a ladder match. Oh, by the way, all the tournament matches are gimmick matches. That's right. Juve yeah. uh, beat Psychosis in a ladder match. He's through to the next round of the tournament, but he's also won the. WWA Cruiserweight Championship, you know, okay. killing two birds with one ladder match. <laughs> Road Dog beats Conan in a dog collar match where the dog collar kept falling off both of them.
3: <laughs> I remember
2: that, yes. <laughs> uh, Norman Smiley and Devon Storm had themselves a hardcore match. Storm dived off the balcony onto mm. Smiley and then Smiley just pinned him. <laughs> the Smiley won. <laughs> Wrestling! You're making it sound better and better. Uh, Bret Hart uh, came back out and he announced that there is a battle royal up next and anyone in the building, except the fans, could compete in it. Mm-hmm. This led to Jeremy Boraj getting in there, as well as a female timekeeper, two referees, and several men dressed in banana costumes. Bananas
1: and pyjamas, I remember this. Which
2: was a big thing in Australia. Yeah. But you can't call them bananas in pyjamas because that's a copyright name. So what did they call them? Bastards in (laughs) pyjamas. I wish they had called them bastards in pyjamas. They called them fruits in suits. (laughs) Yep, there you go. Bananas of attitude. Fucked at apples. Uh, <laughs> Fruits in suits is amazing, actually. Wasn't that a song from the seventies? Fruits in suits. <laughs> Make it I've been called that before. Oh, anyway, oh, oh. You just wear your tuxedo more often. <laughs> uh, Crowbar uh, did his Gordon Soly impersonation on commentary while Jeremy Borash <laughs> was in there. What? white? What a bizarre sentence. <laughs> I know. Uh, Buff Bagwell won the battle royal. You'll be excited oh, to Agree. Uh, Jeff Jarrett beat Nathan Jones in a guitar on a pole match because that's the best thing when you've got one Australian star on the roster make sure they lose to Jarrett Uh, it's good that Jarrett was able to work a match around that um, immovable object
1: (laughs) (laughs) dot 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 and Nathan Jones (laughs) and a guitar I, know, I thought I'd do the anti joke. Oh,
2: you did the anti joke? I thought I'd do that Tom
1: anti joke, but I delivered it like a proper joke. I fucked myself there. I like I I f- the book.
2: <laughs> Road dog beat Lenny and Lodi in a three way because Hoovi oh, couldn't oh, make the match. Hey, speaking of bananas, <laughs> Hoovi yeah. couldn't make it into the match because of reasons. Uh, buff <laughs> Bagwell uh, faced Jeff Jarrett in a tits, whips, and buff rules oh, match. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so basically. <laughs> It was a lumberjack match, but with women with their knockers out. And when you got out of the ring, they hit you with a whip.
1: <laughs> Love in this show—a bunch of kids, kids characters,
2: and then some people Though. Anyway, Jeff Jarrett won the inaugural Tits, Whips, and Buff match. You'll be glad oh, well to know. Vampire Warrior, aka Gangrel, uh, beat Luna Vajan. In a mixed vampire match. (laughs) 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 Vampire (laughs) match. I just made that bit up, Uh, but you. But it it blended. (laughs) Disco of Inferno did a a talk segment with the fruits in suits because let's get them back out twice. (laughs) Uh, One of them got thrown off the top of the cage onto a crash pad, (laughs) and it just. Figure Four! I'm fucking done! Because a lot of these, a lot of the recaps we do come from Figure Four Arresting Observer. at he's, and um, uh, figure four man.
3: Like a Brian, Alvarez.
2: <laughs> Brian Alvarez. Bright Alvarez wrote, Disco did a segment with the fruits in suits, and threw one of them off the top of the cage onto a big crash pad. Sounds compelling. <laughs> <laughs> what
3: are you talking about?
1: A banana, and <laughs> <laughs> an you with a banana, and up with have, <laughs> have taking a bum off a cage. <laughs> of course that sounds compelling. Oh, yawn. <laughs> oh, it was done better in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> I remember
2: when Botwinkle bumped for the fruits in suits. <laughs> Yawnsville
1: <laughs> A pineapple stabbed Buddy Rogers 68 w shit
2: I'll never forget the day that There was an argument at the hotel And the avocado left And came back with a squeegee <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then, then I went Uh oh I have to split
2: <laughs> Do you remember Do you remember just for collision in Korea Where <laughs> <laughs> where, where the grapefruit and the cherry started fucking kicking off in the bus. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the Orange rang his <laughs> wife and went, shit here! He <laughs> couldn't find his segments.
1: Well, there's all those matches in Puerto Rico where the Orange says, I'm gonna get juice tonight.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sounds compelling. <laughs> Yo! But am I even gonna go, not? Are you alright, Puccini. <laughs> But you just heard the uh, the dumb <laughs> shit we're talking about and gone. Can I can we just, I join you? just
2: you can't see it on the podcast. We just had P forty five
1: put on our desk. We did mention Barrymore fleetingly, and I like this. There's a Barrymore attention. reference
2: this week. You'd be glad to know. Sorry. There's a Barrymore reference <laughs> in the spot sm- because <laughs> yeah, we do good. what happened on this week. There's a Barrymore reference because this is the week where he gets interviewed by Martin Bashir, the final boss of interviewers. I Thanks, Pacini. <laughs> Pacini making a caveat on oh, that next We're up
1: in the thumbnail. Yay, more hits. Straight in the thumbnail. Straight in the thumbnail. Also starring... Oh. <laughs> sorry, he's too busy bumbling off a cage.
2: <laughs> How compelling. Ooh. The main event saw Jeff Jarrett and the Road Dog in a ste- in said cage match, which was slightly more compelling. Right. Okay. I'm going to read this verbatim from what Alvarez has written. Because this main event sounds like the, the, the most ridiculous thing. You know um, we have to follow this. I gonna do my best. Right. Both guys escaped the cage, but once they were out, it was revealed, no, you win by pinfall <laughs> Sufficient. <Submission. laughs> so they leave the cage and go, fucking dickheads. get back in. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's the match carries nice. on. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett puts the sharpshooter on Road Dog. Oh. Road dog taps out. <laughs> Bret Hart, turning heel, I guess, said no. So that doesn't count. Ah, ah. The match must continue. No, he's a
1: mid-carder.
2: Road dog then made Jarrett submit, but Bret, now turning face, said no. Doesn't what? count. <laughs> Bret then went to hit Jeff Jarrett with the belt, but he hit Road Dog instead. And then Jarrett pinned him. And at the end, Bret turned face again and put Jeff Jarrett in the sharpshooter.
3: <laughs>
1: I always wondered why <laughs> no one talks about No Mercy 2001 that much when it's a banger of a card and it's because this happened a week th- later and took all its glory.
2: Fuck me. These poor bastards. They climb out, now, back in, tapped about the sharpshoot, and Brett just goes, no. I,
1: <laughs> I genuinely thought because we're in that period where Brett's just going to go, I'm the champion. <laughs>
2: we were very close to it very very close to it Uh, in a a binary opposite to that in this same weekend uh, all pro wrestling present king of the indies Oh, which this? oh wow. Yeah, uh, Roland Alexander, who is the yeah. uh, promoter and the and the school owner in Beyond the Mat, Remember beyond the mat. Uh, 16 indie guys of all shapes and sizes in a tournament which was all about clean wrestling matches, clean yeah. finishes, mm-hmm. technical excellence. American Dragon, a trainee of Shawn Michaels, who spent some time in the WWF developmental system before being cut because he's probably because he's 5'8 and 185 pounds, does not fit into their system. Never heard, De- never heard of him. Defeated New York-based Loki in the finals.
1: Yep, But would lead eventually to a ring of honour I think there have been many Mm. many um, interviews and discussions Talk about this amazing show Which was ahead of its time Doug Williams I think was involved in that
2: He was indeed Yes he was in the tournament too
1: And it went well There's enough people that are into this It got a lot of press obviously Because we're talking about it decades later Uh, Yeah it's a fascinating look Back I feel go. really Ooh, sad okay.
2: that I can't give as much time and energy to King of the Indies, which was a, a markedly much yeah. better in-ring product. But WWE Inception is just a fucking state. Oh, had, we had to lament on it quite a long time. Well done to American Dragon. Good things are coming. Uh, this week, uh, the WWF stars recorded an episode of The Weakest Link in Burbank. Oh. The show airs uh, in December on NBC. The idea of it being a lead-in for Monday Night Raw. Uh, they plug Survivor Series. Triple H and Stephanie ends up being the last Survivors. And of course, oh. Triple H went over at the end. Uh, the wrestlers kept going back and forth in and out of character. Uh, William Regal was said to be the best player of the game. They raised $45,000 of breast cancer research and the American Red Cross. Uh, This is also the TV show which gives us that iconic bit from the title sequence of That's Gotta Be Kane by Colonel XB, which shows Kane just sort of shrugging on the weakest link link box. That's from this episode uh, because Kane does it all with his mask on. It's just a funny visual. Kane asking, ge- answering general knowledge questions on the weakest link. During one of the breaks of the show being recorded, somebody in the audience made a crack about William Regal embarrassing Goldberg, which is a reference to a match that happened on Nitro many years before. What, what do you mean someone? The crowd don't... <laughs> you got heckled in a game show? You got heckled? <laughs> I've never heard of anyone. <laughs> well, during the what break, the hell he said Hey, Regal, you embarrassed Goldberg. To which Triple H chimed in and said, Embarrassing Goldberg isn't that hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, well done. Well done.
3: Uh,
2: and then uh, they go on to say, Dave Meltzer goes on to say in the Observer, In hindsight, Mr. Goldberg made a wise choice in sitting out these shark infested waters, because it looks like the main agenda would be who would get to beat him the fastest as opposed to how to draw the most money with him. How eerily right that kind of sort of was. Uh, yep. <clears throat> One more little bit of news. I'm I'm very excited to share this. Uh, We are currently 48 hours, two days from WWF Rebellion on Sky Box Office. (laughs) Uh, this is the UK only pay per view from Manchester, England. The main event being The Rock versus Steve Austin for the WWF title. Bloody hell. Uh, they'd also announced ahead of time Chris Jericho versus Rhino for the WCW title. Uh, this match uh, has since been cancelled. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. We'll also see Edge versus Christian inside a cage. And we'll see uh, Lita and Tori versus Stacey Keebler and Mighty Molly with Trish as guest referee. Uh, this week, no big show on SmackDown because he's in the UK doing the press tour. He did an interview this week for the News of the World. <laughs> oh, okay. And they asked him about him losing weight. <laughs> All right. He says it's down to his new fiance, Bess, and I'm glad that he found love. There's a great little fact about the big show is that whenever he does that thing where he uh, cups his wrists as he walks to the ring, it's a little coded message for his wife to say, I love you. So that's nice. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um but he says the reason he's been losing weight so quickly is because they're having sex every day (laughs) and it's great cardio. (laughs) He says he's also no longer a slob because whenever he acted that way, she'd stop cooking her wonderful dinners and we was forced to eat peanut butter sandwiches. (laughs) So he has to behave himself, otherwise he doesn't get a nice tea and he's constantly shagging (laughs) and he looks apparently great. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Henry VIII's last wife
3: <laughs>
2: He is a bit like it <laughs> Oh, that's nice There you go, Big Show shagging himself best. George thin. Best on <laughs> Parkinson I like shagging <laughs> And then he drinks all the milk oh, wow Anyway, that is uh, a busy week in the the world. Oh, that was the world. podcast.
1: What, like, it's going like, what a girthy, scrummy podcast. i have got the money, Tom. Let's take it home. Oh,
2: I noticed something uh, this week that caught my eye, either in a comment section or on Twitter, where somebody said, uh, in, in response to a news article... To quote the cultaholic podcast, what are you doing here? So I like that the the catchphrase that was created here has, has now been grown and yeah, cultivated it's, 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 on the main podcast. I guess Ross sends his notes and stuff like that. Any anybody does
1: anything. Well, first of all, Ross likes to do it. His his Rossism is like, oh, what's the example? Oh no, let's just make up something, but like uh Mustafa Ali beat O's this with a shoot DDT. <laughs> He loves that, and the other song is like, you know, somebody shows up, like uh, Savio Vega. <laughs> he'll type it, like, what it, he'll, do, he'll do what, and then it's just a bunch of letters, like Q-Bert swearing. <laughs> but we will know what it means, so it's even when it doesn't even fit. So I, I love think it. It's, I love being passive aggressive. <laughs> if you don't believe me, ask Puppet Jack. SmackDown, no hey! one after no mercy. Vince and Linda show up hand in hand. Wait? <laughs> Glanding gland. Wait. Oh, oh, right. They were trying for a baby last time we checked with them. That's right. They're back to being a thing. OK. Vince is <laughs> sick of this Alliance crap. Here, here. So how about at Survivor Series, we have one big-ass winner-take-all match? The Alliance agree, but then on Raw, Tajiri beat Kidman for the WWE Cruiserweight title, Kurt Angle defeated Rhino for the WWE United States Championship, and then Bradshaw beat Hurricane for the European title. This is all in one episode. Jericho and The Rock challenged the Dudley Boys for the WW Tag Team Championships, with Jericho moving Rock in the way of the top rope dropkick to then win them clean after <laughs> The Rock, Rock Bottom's <laughs> Bubba. I had no memory of that, that happening. Great way to build up tension for the pay-per-view by having the Alliance lose four titles in one night. <laughs> and that sets us up for the Civic Auditorium in Omaha, uh, where this is the Area, I guess, the event center where we got the civic oratorium debate between Democrat Lloyd Benson and Dan Quayle, as wow. one of the most famous speeches of all time, to which Benson, a veteran from Texas, said, "Senator, I serve with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy." That was the mid-card match, and then later on, in your house, seven good friends, bad enemies happened.
2: (laughs) So, an historic venue. Just to go back to uh, Raw, very quickly, you mentioned all the title changes, but one other that you will be forgiven for not seeing. Because on the dark portion of Monday Night Raw, the OVW Southern Tag Team titles changed hands.
1: Oh, silly me.
2: Uh, No, no, it's iconic, because Rico Constantino and Prototype... Lost those titles to uh, two men getting their first ever bits of gold in Go a on. promotion, Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. So this is so on this iconic episode of Raw, Brock Lesnar wins a belt in a WWF ring. Lovely. eight mm. no and them. No. no. Minnesota stretching crew representing. Yeah. And, and, and then the Observer, they're still keen to point out that out of everybody that is in OVW right now, Rico's going to definitely be the guy. <laughs> Definitely Rico. Definitely. The others will do fine, but Rico. I love that. Smackdown. The Alliance head out as the
1: crowd chants a mixture of asshole and RVD, sounding like ass-VD, ass-VD. <laughs> I believe that is in medical condition. He's going to say, I hate it when I get ass-VD. <laughs> Shane brings up his mum, willingly calling him a wuss so he calls her a bitch. (laughs) Chavo in the ring strongly agrees he knows about having awkward family issues. (laughs) Oh, no, these are from two weeks ago. (laughs) Did you write this two weeks ago? (laughs) Loads of really fake crowd pops here. Hopefully disguise the bits that I've made. Well, here is Shane reminds us that every... Here's Shane man. He looks
2: like the demon headmaster who's still very alive. (laughs) You've said here. (laughs) Is it bad? All the
1: heroes are resting there. Chavo, Shane, Louis. Uh
2: (laughs) I can't think of a single wrestling journalist that would fuck a pizza. <laughs> Shane, Shane recaps everything. Tell her I like can think of three. <laughs> and
1: American Pie 2 is in cinemas.
3: Yeah.
1: Louis, no. I want to talk about masturbation. <laughs> Shane is not happy with this podcast and is also not happy with Billy Kidman and says it's tough love time, which I have some, somehow managed to type up as T-U-F-F. Luff, <laughs> tough Luff I have never seen it type like that. <laughs> tough tough Luff as Regal kicks Kidman down. Chuck Palumbo, <laughs> uh, and actually, we're not actually fucking with you here. Chuck Palumbo <laughs> gets microphone time in the segment and says, "Hey, this ain't
2: right. We're trying really hard here." <laughs>
3: so, Sorry, it's just I
2: know. Weird. I mean, the jokes write themselves. He's got proper Von Wagner energy here as Chuck Palumbo. We're doing our best. <laughs> What happens to Chuck for speaking out?
1: Steph tells him he's nothing and fires him (laughs) with Heyman adding and leave the t-shirt behind. (laughs) Hurricane is called up next and he at least does his hands-on-hip stance as he's getting yelled at for losing the Bradshaw. Shane asks, hey, Hurricane, what's up with that? Before Hurricane blocks a Shane punch with Regal slapping him daft, like he did Sting in 96, as all the Alliance members are just getting beaten up here. Shane yells, let's see if the hurricane can fly, and launches helms outside. He lands badly. Oh well, he'll be all right. <laughs> Next up is Rhino, who immediately gets in the corner and assumes the position for a big old gore. And boy, are the crowd ready for that. Oh, Rhino yeah. goring sixteen people at once. People are like, oh my god, yes, <laughs> fucking yes. Shane calls him pathetic. The crowd is begging him for, uh, for Rhino to respond, but instead Shane suspends him indefinitely, and Rhino pussies out and leaves. Do you know why he pussies out? It was right out. there. Go on. Do you know
2: why he pussies out? Uh, He has several herniated discs in his neck and he's off to have surgery so oh. that was why he lost the belt on Monday oh. and that's why he was the only one that didn't get a shoe in tonight because they physically couldn't so they did something that at least made him look strong on the way out should they want to pick up the pace in like what nine months time when he's back just makes him look strong yeah like, they did I was I love that bit where like he was like oh, all right, fuck. I see what's happening, I'm gonna fucking have you all I was like I like that but
1: he didn't though
2: and he was like Chuck who he went didn't. we're doing our best dad at least pull up, yeah. at least Ryan went I'll fucking kill you all if you come mm. for me like Yeah, And so, yeah, it was was sad that he quote-unquote pussied out, but at least that was the reason why. Boo. The Dudley boys are next.
1: Stephanie dislikes The Rock, but she really dislikes Jericho. Shane yells, Alliance, get the Dudleys. The Dudleys try to fight back, but neither of them are Shane, so they're not able to. So they leave to get tables (laughs) and get back to fighting when Austin's weird music plays. Cole lets us know Austin wasn't there on Raw, so he doesn't know about the Alliance losing the titles. What, we just had a video package and Shane McMahon explain it all. Austin is still wrapped up in the back of the head because of Vince's horrible chair shot from No Mercy. He has 12 staples there. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you were right when you said, is that how he got that scar? And I said, you probably was.
2: Yeah, I got this scar. Fucking uh, okay, Vince man.
1: Steve gets this. Uh, the mic and goes, I'm gone one day and you guys lose four titles. <laughs> Austin takes back the leadership of the Alliance and declares Alliance Battle Royal right now. Winner gets Jericho later tonight because obviously Austin is banged up. And that's next. Let's go right into
2: it. Michael Cole goes, that match is next? (laughs) Which is proper... I'm Ron Ron Burgundy. Burgundy.
1: (laughs) Heyman does him one better and says, it's not just a battle royal. It's an over-the-top battle royal. (laughs) As opposed to what, you muppet? As
2: opposed to what, Paul?
1: This is not just Marks and Spencer's battle royal. Kidman and Hurricane have already been eliminated during the break.
2: (laughs) So Kidman got back in the ring... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> only to be fucking beaten up and thrown out again.
1: Hurricane is about to be reassembled like a broken toy.
2: I'm sad that Chuck Palumbo didn't come back out and get eliminated during the break. Goodbye. <laughs> okay,
1: get to the maid, takes off his shirt again.
2: <laughs> yeah, he puts his shirt back on, gets back into the ring, gets thrown out, takes it back off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a highly prestigious battle royal here. Oh, Cole mentions how ironic Austin complained about how Steph and Shane were attacking the Lions, but now Austin is making the alliance fight. And he feels the need to say this horrible point twice. <laughs> and thankfully, Heyman mocks him for his uselessness. <laughs> Speaking of uselessness, Hugh Morris lands a no laughing matter moon on Just Incredible before walking with 3D and getting instantly eliminated. <laughs> Crowd are chatting for tables during a battle royal. Yeah, okay, idiots. Oh, wait, yes, they at least did actually set up one. Which causes Mike Awesome to Awesome Bomb Tommy Dreamer, over the top rope, obviously, to eliminate him and put him through a table. I think that's the only one we ever saw in WWF. And I remember watching this episode specifically live. I thought we just mm. missed this months ago and it was a Raw clip or something, but like, yeah, an awesome
2: bomb. Yeah, we oh. actually got an awesome bomb during the Battle Royal.
1: The yeah. crowd has a very muted response to it because it's awesome and he stinks in the WWF, sadly. And he's instantly eliminated by RVD seconds later. Oh, well. So more stuff happens when the match ending with Test. Uh, happens. Test eliminates RVD and then Booker eliminates his teammate. With Tess not being that mad that his mate lost. What a nice guy. Him and Bill typed for later tonight by yelling, I bet Jericho can't do a spinner rooney. <laughs> what say you for this opening bit?
2: Uh, I just it it was a weird one because the alliances never look shitter at the moment, and we're going into Survivor series where they're fighting for their lives and i don't know whether that's the point but it's certainly i think on the on the whole i've been kind of monitoring sort of wins and losses throughout this whole invasion thing and on the whole alliances have just been consistently shit <laughs> and like there's very rarely an occasion I, I think maybe three or four occasions where there has been a clean win for an alliance guy and normally that alliance guy is either rob van damme or a pre-existing wwf guy <laughs> it's so blatant that there is a bias here uh, i thought the i thought the way they've built the survivor series is really fucking confusing um in hindsight it makes way for something that happens next week i won't talk about that until then uh and another fucking horrible bit of booking but for what it was it was funny i don't think it was meant to be hilarious but i have i have there's so little intimidation from the alliance it is like shane and steph just went to a flea market and just bought a bunch of fucking wrestlers that's not what and it's not meant to feel like that but when you look at the way this has all been done it just looks like that's what it is um Booker, as good a person as any to win, would have been nice to have maybe had somebody different, maybe an opportunity to, to bring somebody else up, maybe a Hugh Morris, to do Hugh Morris Jericho, for example, you know, maybe Mike Awesome, but then Awesome doesn't look awesome compared to Jericho, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was what it was, I, I laughed a lot during it, yeah. I'm sad that Rhino's gone. I think Rhino, in that one moment, I think looked fucking great. Rhino's been well protected during the invasion storyline as a whole.
1: Up until this,
2: up until him needing
1: surgery, yeah. I thought he was having a good run and could have done something. But now there's the point where I think him leaving for a bit takes it a lot of it off. Mm. He'll, be, he'll be all right for, for a few years. Oh, he'll but be like, fine. I want to, you know, Rhino goring Austin, and we're not
2: getting that. He played Charlie for the Impact World title last night. He's fine. That's it. Yeah, he's fine. He had a
1: good run, that Rhino. Mm. Uh, I also like the fact that Hurricane is getting generous pops from the crowd. People yeah. are well into him.
2: He has leaned into again, just the him, superhero hey, thing.
1: Hey, now, your next, Hurricane. He knows the beating's coming. He's just... Yeah, he just plays it all the way oh, through. Iconic. Excellent. Trish versus Mighty Molly is next. Heyman is happy that Molly found Hurricane as she was on her way to degeneracy. But now she's <laughs> full of virtue.
2: Yep. From, oh, from the Observer... Uh, the reason Spike Dudley and Molly's love angle ended so abruptly was Molly Holly didn't want to play a goody two-shoes anymore and she wanted to turn heel. She went to management and went, shit this. <laughs> I mean, where else right, could it yeah. have gone?
1: Yeah, I think it's actually a good way of ending it. So it was like... Molly that shut that down. I like, yeah, go on, Molly. Look, I'm, I'm dead in the water. Like Robert Maxwell, if I stay with him. Fucking right? okay. Sorry, he's dead, he can't sue. <laughs> Action is
2: decent. In the week that we but in the week that the Barrymore thing's out, we go Robert Maxwell. <laughs> <Barrymore> every
0: time
1: <laughs> you yeah.
2: always say that. <laughs> he can't do Barrymore every week.
1: But she's gonna come through the door again,
2: don't we? <laughs> don't say Barrymore.
1: <laughs> Action is decent. It's pretty much Super J Cup ninety four by the sounds of the time because Trish is ever evolving. Molly misses the Molly go round off the top and can't get a dirty pin. That's the name I give that when I try and get the foot on the ropes thanks to the WWE 2K games. Trish lands the Bulldog counter to score a popular victory as the crowd didn't give a damn about this like they always do, but then Trish tried damn hard and the crowd ended up liking it.
2: <laughs> Apart
1: from that, gotten no. out.
2: Yeah, it was it was what it was. A uh, very basic match. Uh, Trish's jumping Bulldog seems to be a warm-up for the Stratus faction. Yep. Getting that sort of lined up. Because, but- you know, got
1: a... Go with the bulldog.
2: Because <laughs> we haven't had a bulldog reference for a while. <laughs> I miss him.
1: She yells, the Daily Mirror.
3: Tomorrow
2: <laughs> night. Get <a> burger.
1: From <laughs> Daily Mirror.
3: <laughs>
1: the crowd going, tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> from two women in their prime to Linda backstage. <laughs> in her prime. Vince and Linda remind Jericho that he may have two titles now, but all glory is fleeting, so don't lose tonight. Jericho says, Vince... When have I let you down? And Vince goes, Loads of times, like those crappy China matches in 99, that was all your fault. <laughs> Joker goes, Fairpoint Governor, and then leaves. <laughs> Mick Foley annoys William Regal backstage as the two commissioners hang out. Ah. Oh. Christian wants Kurt Angle tonight because Kurt Angle said that Christian was the ugliest pretty boy he'd ever seen. Gee, I wonder
2: who wrote that for him.
1: Wait, Bobby Fish has just showed
3: up. <laughs> I mean, folks, <laughs> where's the light?
1: <laughs> Regal gives him the match and Christian is happy to not have to deal with a complete joke. Mick Foley laughs, <laughs> and... uh I hope this doesn't last as Regal was sublime in these bits by himself. Mick Foley contributes nothing.
2: Regal is very much the 32X to... Sorry, sorry Foley is the 32X to Regal's Sega Mega Drive here. Yeah. Just bolted on unnecessarily. Really adds nothing yeah. when you think about it. The thing is, like, oh, it's going to be like
1: Lister and Rimmer together. It's like, no, no, the wrestlers are playing the role of Lister to annoy <laughs> him. We don't need, like, hey, it's me. Yes. I'm playing Kaplunk. Bang, bang. <laughs> Right here in America.
2: <laughs> what better way? What better fucking way than that to sum up this run with Regler's commissioner. Hey, I'm me, I'm playing Kaplunk, Bang, Bang. <laughs> thank you thank you for contributing, Mick Foley. More, so, so succinctly put, I'm playing Kaplunk, Bang, Bang.
1: I'm writing a melter to tell you how bad these segments yeah. are. Bang bang.
2: It's <laughs> me, I'm playing puppet pirate, bang, bang. Bang
1: bang. <laughs> I'll bang bang you in a minute, Sonny Jim. <laughs> Shut
2: up, I'm playing a Bang <laughs> I'll book your room.
1: I'll ble- call the queen on you, oh, you i Fuck your room in a minute, Regal. Dun it dunnet dunun Oh blog, how's, how's the odd couple thing go? That's how it goes at all, is it?
2: The odd couple. They was doing dragnet then. I know, I could do perfect strangers. Standing tall on the wings of our tree. William Regal drinks
1: a soy latte. Big <laughs> <laughs> <Me laughs> <fully> drinks petrol. <laughs> Mip drinking from a paint <laughs> can.
2: Kaplunk and Bang Bang.
1: Together they'll ka-plunk make it kaplunk and bang bang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> a new kapunk and bang bang
1: follows a new episode of Shasta McNasty. <laughs> it's
2: me. Every Thursdays
1: on UPN. <laughs>
2: That's the Joe so they just hits your funny
1: bone. Oh, no, Chester McNasty's been arrested for fucking a pizza. <laughs> he needs the law oh. services of the hit lawyers. Don't worry, we're hearing that UPN aren't going to do anything about ka-plunk it. And bang bang. Kaplunk and bang bang. Kaplunk and bang bang. Kaplunk and bang bang, how can we help you? <laughs> Bloody hell, Kaplunk, stop picking
2: up the phone. <laughs> Sorry, bang bang. Fowley would be we banged need banged.
1: clients, bang bang.
2: <laughs> you can't just be, be
1: bringing up... <laughs> How, how to play Kaplunk? <laughs> I haven't thought this bit through, really.
2: Is there a phone line for how to. I play just
1: assumed, without plunk? thinking, that there was. You know how there's a Nintendo hotline if you're stuck in a game? If you're stuck on Kaplunk, you ring up Hasbro.
2: <laughs> Two minute call where they go, pull a stick out. Oh, thanks, Hasbro. Cheers. Same time tomorrow. Just one guy in a room on his own waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah, Hasbro. Yeah, you pull out a stick. Okay, bye. No, oh, the other one. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> okay, bro. I'm wearing a pink shirt and blue jeans. What you mean? Kaplunk and Bang Bang. <laughs> what are you doing here, Shasta
1: McNasty? <laughs> also, Star Trek Voyager. But mostly,
0: Shasta McNasty. <laughs> UPM Thursdays. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Shasta. Shasta. Fucking hell, Matthew. Taz thanks Nidia. <laughs> shasta! Ah, uh, you know what? In this segment, Shasta McNasty's in it. Shasta McNasty <laughs> thanks Nidia for helping Maven win last week. He's so happy. Shasta McNasty yells at her, so Al Snow stands up, or down, to Shasta McNasty and dares him to bully Al Snow. Al calls the Tough Enough students his kids. Shasta McNasty says he's going to enjoy busting him up in the ring. Wow, a small, really rough-looking Italian dude. Shasta McNasty looking good this week. What do you say?
2: Um, this week on the house show circuit, Maven has been fighting Raven, uh, and it's generally believed that it's just been put together because their names sound similar, <laughs> and it's been done for a laugh. <laughs> there you go it's, it's, That's for the observer that that's is sad. Maven's been fighting Raven They reckon they've done it Just because their name sounds similar
1: Did you know the Japanese wrestling company Hustle <laughs> Booked Ricky Choshu To wrestle Rikishi Just because of the same reason <laughs>
2: Fucking yes And
1: they're like Huh? Huh? <laughs> you think the Shasta Magnasty bit's bad? Real money was spent on
2: that <laughs> I do why We're not booking the show
1: <laughs> Yeah that's right The dream match Ricky
2: Choshu versus
1: Rikishi <laughs> The Rock talks to Vince, who is getting older every segment. Vince, that is. The Rock remains immortal. Vince asks The Rock to beat RVD Tonight for the hardcore title. And Rock agrees. Rock is flattered. <laughs> okay,
2: sure. Rock is... I was going to lose, yeah, but yeah, yeah fucking... if you admit, if you
1: say so. Rock is flattered. That would mean a lot to Vince if The Rock won the title. But Rock wipes a monkey's ass with what Vince thinks. Rock has beaten RVD Tonight for himself. Thank you, bye. Vince leaves, lol.
2: I and a little spoiler for the something you forgot segment. Holy fuck, The Rock is challenging for the hardcore title. I don't remember this happening. What mm. a dream. The idea that The Rock may leave with the hardcore championship. It's so secondary to RVD in general. It's like, oh yeah, the hardcore championship. Whatever. It's it's the bitch, you know what? It's it's the, the the closest like it's it's the closest the hardcore title's ever come to getting to the Met Gala. Like to be hanging out with Rob Van Dam and like, The Rock in the main event of Smackdown. It's phenomenal.
1: Like UPN All Stars, <laughs> <McNasty>. the Bulldog, <laughs> 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 Captain Janeway, <laughs> <laughs> Kaplunk and Gangbang, Kaplunk and Bangbang. <laughs> Call thanks all the people who watch No Mercy. Tells them one via the internet, uh, via 3 dot not via dodgy Russian website. I guess <laughs> I've got a, book, got a bit about this. Please talk about From it. From the
2: Observer. I can't wait. WWF offered full refunds to customers that complained about the No Mercy webcasts. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up with just under 1,000 orders. <laughs> WWF started offering refunds on the 22nd of October. The following day, an email was sent out saying anyone who ordered could watch a video stream the following day. The video, rest- the video restream didn't have any real problems, and people who still got to see the show still got a refund anyway. <laughs> I can't even imagine what a live stream of a paper would look like in 01. Jesus, like, it'd be a screen about this big, like, letterbox size. No, you know what? If you got the N64 wrestling games, the Titantron. <laughs> yeah! That, for three hours. What they should have done is had somebody in real time playing the matches on No Mercy. <laughs> that that would have looked better. <laughs>
1: that would have been far, far too- better. Oh, it's not working. Uh, uh, put Paul Heyman there with, like, the action <laughs> figures he's got. It's The Rock We haven't got a... We haven't got a test action figure.
2: It's The Rock and The Rock! <laughs> the fucking Picard action figure. Sent <laughs> to them by UPN. I haven't been on Star Trek in years. Why am I here?
1: <laughs> Christian the ugly pretty boy takes on Kurt, the US champion. Crowd
2: chants USA. Oh, do you want another bit of website stuff? Oh, please. For Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle... On Kurt Angle's uh, online newsletter... <laughs> It used to have an online newsletter. Karen Angle used to write a a fairly frequent column. She went fucking mental on Van Damme this week. Mm. Karen Angle from the Kurt Angle newsletter this week my personal opinion is that Rob Van Dam is not ready yet I feel he is very careless when these men step into the ring they are trusting the other person with their body even though Rob Van Dam has been in the business for many years I don't feel he can be trusted out of the five matches with Van Dam there's only one match that Kurt didn't have to have stitches or was able to walk out without bleeding Uh, this is in reference to obviously more recently the match they had on Smackdown to which I say to Karen fair point (laughs)
1: yeah she's that she's the Rebbe Hardy of 01 Uh, yes it's hard to disagree and it's why look everyone goes fuck WE they suck Uh, RVD felt like he he sold out every time he's asked about that that came up on bloody inside the ropes thing again like oh RVD didn't feel it was right yeah uh, and everyone goes oh RVD you could have been main event and you could have been the world champion yeah if only for the fact that you weren't splitting people open
2: yeah worse than the
1: bananas in the cage (laughs) fruits and suits I'll have you now (laughs) how
2: very compelling
1: sorry stop calling me that (laughs) Kurt Angle powers down the ring and gets a wonderful Feynman's carry. You do not see those very often. Kurt Angle as US champion is a nice idea, actually. You'd think it'd be a step down from where it was, but you forget sometimes how the post-9 eleven world was. Christian versus Angle was always a grand match, made better with Heyman remarking how great it's gonna be when Christian wins the title and heads back
2: home to have crowds chant Canada, Canada. I get can, Which they don't do, do they? It's always USA. There's one place where they've chanted oh. Canada, right? It's in the video game WWF Warzone, <laughs> when you play as Brett or Owen Hart. That's right. And they chant Canada. Oh my god, you're right. Canada. Canada.
1: I've never seen that happen in real life.
2: <laughs> but we
1: do have Inger Learned, Ingerlearned, Inger learned. Inger learned. Christian's offence could be a bit better as he's working mid-card as hell. Somehow managing to bust Kurt Angle's mouth open.
2: It was either from a jaw jacker or a drop kick. Yeah. So Karen's already started writing his strongly Bloody worded hell. email.
1: Poor Kurt. First RVD, now ugly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Christian ugly. can't win
1: with a dirty pin. Ooh, 0-2 tonight for the dirties. <clears throat> Angle, at one point, simply grabs Christian in midair and spins him around <laughs> phenomenal. in a crazy suplex.
2: A phenomenal sort of twisting Olympic yeah. throw. Oh, it was
1: great. I think the American title has made him stronger and more American. <laughs> they fight over their respective finishes before Kurt Angle rolls through in the Angle Lock. Angle is so damn good. He's always got this intensity about him, but man, with the... Again, I'm not trying to be... Uh, what the word I'm looking for here? negative about, obviously, 9-11 and things like that in the post-segment world, well, uh-huh. but, like, it has to be said, the crowd, its this is the, the mood of the time. Yes. They're like, fucking America. And it's like, yes, non ironic Kurt Angle beating the fuck out of people.
2: And he looks like he's having the time of his life. It is absolutely the zeitgeist to have a guy who is draped in the red, white, and blue be a super over incredibly popular babyface. So I see no reason why the company should even think about fucking with it.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. Next week. Next week. week. week.
2: Fucking next week, pal.
1: Booker T gets motivated by Austin backstage, with Austin's watch telling us it's indeed time for him to win tonight.
2: Not much else, an irony-free segment. Do you think that Austin was trying to get the watch thing over, but the what thing was already too monstrous for him to <laughs> the handle? The what thing? <laughs> what? I, I feel, think he's I, just doing multiple things. There. Maybe. I feel. I feel like because because he did the what thing and that took off, and he's done the. Do you know what my watch is telling me? And I don't think that took off in the... You know, because you know what? Sometimes you hit the target and sometimes you don't. And that, the watch thing for Austin didn't really stick. But Jesus Christ, what has stuck so tight, the only way to get rid of it would be to blow up the building.
1: More on that later. Yes.
2: Heyman spends so much
1: time talking about Jericho versus Booker that he has to stop and go, all right, Cole, say something, earn your money. <laughs> Self-aware, Heyman. Booker misses the axe kick and crotches himself early. Gotta hate when that happens. Uh, Booker overcomes Jericho's guardrail Irish whip so starts chopping him in the corner and Booker looks so cool doing it. Mm. They've got the pausing and mannerisms and soaking up the atmosphere down there.
2: good, is Booker.
1: Someone has a sign in the crowd that says, Matt, I'll shower with you. All right, are still there. (laughs) Heyman asks Cole if he thinks Vince likes him. Vince, (laughs) it just says here, Vince fires commentators just for laughing. This is why Heyman was loved during this period, saying stuff way too close to the truth Mm. and getting away with it. Jericho lands a nice Northern Lights, but Lion Salt meets Knees. Booker smashes Jericho with a proto-Alabama Slammer. And oh my God, never mind that Alabama Slammer. They should have called it Jericho Eats Shit because that's all he does here. Absolutely, just gets folded in half. Jericho gets the roll-through pin that he has in the N64 games to get the victory and they really obviously edit the hell out of that as they cut to the crowd immediately afterwards to an unrelated moment. look like the crowd may have started counting too early, maybe on the the move of going over the th- thing, and having to do it again or something. Booker looked shocked at losing on TV. Where have you been, mate?
2: Yeah, it looked as if... I couldn't find anything about this, but it looked as if they they sort of buggered up the roller. Because he,
1: he's doing the roll, and as he's like still moving the... Crowd, one, two, and I think... Because he starts doing that, and then he's in the pin, three! And then they're like... No, it's one. All right, one, two, three. And then, yeah, it's really obvious. They
2: they buggered up a bit. But but be that as it may, these two have lovely chemistry. Good technical showdown. Uh, And Jericho using technical stuff to win because heaven forfend uh, the Alliance get even a cheap win sometimes. It's just all the the WF guys beat them clean. Know your (laughs) role. Yeah. Know your goddamn role.
1: And I think Booker looks motivated here. He's like, I'm an ex-WCW guy. Uh, Why would they want anything to do with me? And he's like, wait, Jericho's got the belt. Mm. Oh, okay, I just need to wait a few years. All right, fine.
2: Yeah, that's it. Just hang and f- That
1: would actually be the truth, wouldn't it? Hold fire, yeah. Backstage, oh no. Mick Foley mocks Regal and plays Twister in front of him. You thought I was
2: kidding. And
1: <laughs> Willie yells, Oh, I bloody hate you, Foley. I prefer my commissioners smooth and thin and weird looking, like Greyhound buses. <laughs> In America, dogs not only drive the buses, but they do the repairs too, according to this. Yes! What a country. The woof-woof-move-move of the week is Kane chokeslamming DDP for insinuating he has a burnt penis. Greyhound buses, keeping America moving closer to fire hydrants and post boxes and other small objects that they can urinate on,
2: <laughs> such as Taz, who takes on Al Snow next. <laughs> what I'll say, quick, quickly, just to jump back to the foley Reagle thing, because Foley's playing Twister in the office, I couldn't help but think that this all feels very forced by Foley. Like, he, like, in 2000, when he was the commissioner, there was such a lovely, fun energy about him, and none of this feels that fun. <laughs> I know they're trying to be, but I don't know. I don't know how much is like hindsight playing a role here, knowing that Foley's not having a good time with this. But I just, yeah, I don't. I don't like these as much. I started playing the spirituals.
1: Speak blah blah blah. Spirituals. Sp- busy oh, as yeah. they call it. Oh, I know the spiritual one. successor. There we go. To theme hospital last night, called Point Hotel, I think.
2: Uh, one, I just call it theme hospital. hospital.
1: One point hospital. That's it. One point hospital. And there's a bit in the where. I'm, if you employ too much of like one person, it's usually the janitors because you need to repair a bunch of stuff and then you don't need to do it. So it comes up. You have too many janitors uh, because they're just lying around doing nothing. Maybe consider getting rid of them. Uh, Mick Foley is an excessive janitor.
2: (laughs) Is he the one that faintly smells of cabbage? (laughs) You
1: got rid of... I forgot about the bit in the game where if someone dies at the hospital, there's a good chance they'll turn into a ghost, so you need the janitor to get rid of them. <laughs> to exorcise yeah. them from the hospital. needs to exorcise his demons. And yeah, so Foley is here. We have too many commissioners. Consider getting rid of one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sadly yeah. so. Anyway, Taz McNasty takes on <laughs> Al Snow next. As Michael Cole hypes
2: WWF excess. The hell is that? So it's a it's a, a Saturday evening thing they're piloting, which is seemingly like more behind the scenes stuff on WWF. So it'd be like recaps of storylines from the week, and then it'd be like WWF going to charity events and things oh, like that. Okay. Uh, it, it lasts for a bit, it changes shape a couple of times, but it doesn't really hit the mark the way I think they wanted it to. I think it's more attempt to humanize the wrestlers and do some non-wrestling content because Vitz loves non-wrestling content. Yeah. Uh, it will stick around for a bit, so we'll hear more mentions of excess as we go, but it's not massively successful. I can't really wait. It's no Saturday Morning Slam. Hmm which is the forgotten fourth brand. That's right. Of wow, so we should do a video on that. I did, and thank you for watching it. It's, for some reason, it's just done really fucking well. Yeah. So thanks for that.
1: It's a really good... It, 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 not to sound cynical, but it's a really good name for a video title.
2: Isn't it? The what?
1: Yeah. I could sound smarter by watching this. And you were. Whereas this podcast will make you dumber.
2: <laughs> Taz
1: McNasty, the New York thug, as Cole calls him, lands a gargoyle suplex on Al before telling a fan to shut his mouth. No one was saying anything. Heyman says Taz did bully Maven an idiot, but that was to see if they were tough enough. <laughs> I mean, you got us there, Heyman. Al misses a moonsault, but blocks the Taz mission with a set-out powerbomb to win the match. Wait, what happened to the snowplow? Yeah, I... I mean, surely it's an easy move to do. Taz is the same size as
2: a snowplow. <laughs> it's... It was... <clears throat> I'm sure I, I seem to remember Al trying to transition into this move as a finisher for a while. I don't know whether because there was a very much... There was sort of a pile driver um, amnesty. For yeah, I amnesty. guess getting
1: dropped on your head like yeah, that. They yeah, the outlawed yeah,
2: yeah. pile drivers for a while, which is why we didn't see the tombstone that often. And I guess maybe a snow plow is akin to a brain buster. Just a northern lights bomb, I think I've heard. of You don't see it now.
3: No. No one, no one
1: thought, wow, I'll rip off Al Snow. It's a great move. I wonder why oh, I tell-
2: no, hang on. Doesn't, doesn't Rich Holland do it and call it Northern Grit? I can't remember. I think Rich Holland calls There's it actually. Northern Grit. I'm going, you know what? We're going to... You know what? You're, you're not used to this being like the most uh, flush and creative of shows, but we're going to... Are you kidding? Look all the crap we've been talking about this week. Exactly. That's so what I'm saying. They're not used to it. I'm sure, I'm sure he does YouTube. it, and it's called Northern Grit. I might be very wrong. Hang on. No Roman Reigns. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Hang on. We'll, we'll plug this in a second. Whose video this is? I love there'll
1: always be someone to do a compilation of a, video, of a move.
2: Well, it would be if that video loaded. Let's try it again. Here we go. Yeah, safer version. It's got a bit of a twist on it. It's like, as, it's a, it's like a mini jackhammer. There's old Luke Menzies. Yeah, it, yeah,
1: it's it. a safe. It's a snafe snowplow. It's a sna- uh, snafe
2: snowplow. Snaf snow yeah, it's it's got the uh, it's got a snowplow yeah, element to it. Uh, thank you to uh, YouTube account Tribal Chief Great.
1: Northern Your compilation Northern grit. A gritter is something that gets rid of snow. Fuck. That's deliberate, that.
2: Wow! Kaboom! There
1: goes the boom,
2: really or not. Jeez, that's what it is, isn't it?
1: Fucking A. Wow, if you won more matches, we'd
2: know that. That's brilliant, I love that.
1: Sergeant Slaughter says hello to Vince and Linda backstage and reminisces about serving in the invasion of Afghanistan in 03. (laughs) Vince has apparently called out Vince for a street fight outside. Shane's called out Vince, rather. Yeah, whatever. And Vince...
2: <laughs> Vince has called himself out for a fight. Who
1: cares? Vince the dum-dum <laughs> gets excited and falls for it. Of
2: all people, to fall for this.
3: <laughs> all right.
2: What are you going to say before I troddle over you? Uh, well, first of all, Vince and Linda were delighted for Al Snow picking up a win. I wanted to point that out. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> okay I'll, I, there's another bit I want to explain is that but I thought I was happy to see Vincent and so happy for Alstom picking up a win that's a good point point. and there's Slaughter fresh from the Afghanistan yeah, war. Yeah. I was there I, would
1: I was on the front lines they, 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 all the
2: other soldiers hid behind me he's like the Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe like when they call him in and just, no one can fucking touch him
1: it's amazing, he's got one stick, he takes an entire arm you sort like, It's, uh,
2: it's
1: me! <laughs> it's when
2: Cobra's saying, It's Slaughter! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> and Joe's like, Thank you, Slaughter. No worries, Mega! <laughs> it's great! Watch G.I. Joe when Sergeant G. Slaughter G. turns Joe. up. It's, it's like the fucking Megazord turning up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway,
3: <laughs>
1: The Xbox Slam of the Week is Edge concussing his ugly brother <laughs> at no mercy to win the IC title. More like the Xbox Bomb of the Week, judging by the initial sales figures. No. I that in Japan to this day, Xbox might as well not exist. No. like, no, yeah, right. It didn't, do, it didn't, it was, I blame the controller, personally. Aren't you Japanese people <laughs> like, wait, 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 Americans think they can make stuff better than us.
2: We're gaming. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who buys fucking Rare and then doesn't make a proper Banjo-Kazooie game? We've got the Rare. We've got Rare, Yep, yeah, We're going to make uh, a game called Grab by the Ghoulies. No. All right, we'll do Banjo-Kazooie. But it's a car game. Uh, Fuck off. Uh, Here's a wrestling game. That's shit as well. They all walk like they've got fucking rickets. And they announce him as John Senna. What, the I, F1 driver? No. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's, a, there's an early release of Raw 2 in which John, uh, John oh. is walking to the ring, the announcer goes, John Setter!" <laughs> Biggest star great. on the fucking planet and you get the fucking yeah. day wrong. Okay. Mike Awesome
1: and WF was rareware in Microsoft. <laughs> Jericho says hi to The Rock backstage with Rock congratulating him on actually winning another match. <laughs> Jericho says if The Rock tries really hard, he could win two titles too. The Rock pauses and drinks water right in front of him, which is such a beautiful move to do when someone's fucking with you. (laughs) Rock says Jericho and RVD are similar. They've both got titles, they've both got pretty sideburns, and both need chairs to win matches. Oh, that one stings. I love Rock always bringing up just a
2: needle away at Jericho's ego. Because Jericho's doing the same to Rock, and Rock's just kind of just knee, putting the needle well, back in. It's great. I've talked about this Both every single prickly. time. There's
1: been a mention about it, like oh, it's been leading up to this. But this, I remember this huge so well because it's so beautiful. Because it's not like fuck you, motherfucker. It's like oh yeah, you are having a match night? Here's a chair.
2: <laughs> they just because they're on the same side because there's a war on apparently. Um, not the one that slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> not the slaughter's fighting, in. so therefore, they're not like they're, they're not like blood enemies yet. And I kind of, I kind of hoped that eventually they would get to that. And I don't know whether they truly do. They have a couple of matches post invasion, and, and that's kind of it. Then,
1: yeah, I kind of wish everyone moves on to bigger things, yeah, maybe. bigger Hulk Hogan shaped things. That's true. Vincent Mann runs outside, going, Come on, Shano, let's do it. Like the dumbest, oldest man in the world. <laughs> Come on, you wuss. He yells to no one in particular. So then backstage, obviously, Shane and Steph see Linda. <laughs> Shane grabs Linda and she yells, You're hurting me. You're hurting me. Error. <laughs> error. error. error.
3: <laughs> we
2: both said error at the same time. We finish
1: each other's error. Linda slaps Shane. So Shane slaps Linda and she takes a na- nice bump onto a couch. <laughs> so Steph slaps Linda. I should have said. Sorry, it was set up like an RVD finishing <laughs> sequence there. Uh, then after break, Cole says. We're still in shock at the, action, the uh, actions of the McMahons, mate. This is like recycled, recycled. Yeah, we've seen this a hundred million times. Steph says, "Wow, Shane, I've never seen you like that." And Even the, as a kid watching this, kiss. I was like, "We." Russo, <laughs> <laughs> put that pen down. <laughs> as a kid, and then they kiss, and then Vince is like, "No, Linda," and Cole is like, "No, Linda." and Heyman is like ah uh, you're too emotional Survivor Series is brought to <laughs> you by
2: Xbox just read the copy <laughs> it's Paul Heyman oh, to, to that end with that segment there where Vince was led into the parking lot by Slaughter to no one being there true story 16 year old Tom thought fuck Slaughter's about to join the alliance <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Slaughter was going to turn on Vince and lead the alliance <laughs> burn the WWF logo finally <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> Our diamond in the rough. <laughs> the, the World Wrestling Federation has been compromised to an immediate uh, end. I can't believe you betray your country like this. Oh, wait.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I oh. got
2: boots bought for me by Eric
3: Bischoff. <laughs> Iraq is back, Ben. <laughs> Iraq is back. No,
1: oh, no. This is deeply inappropriate. We've not even announced our declaration of starting war in Iraq yet. It doesn't make any sense. I'm joined. I can't. You're between. It's between. It's between Iraq and a hard place.
3: And I'm hard.
1: Draft dodging, get? <laughs> Meanwhile, the Hardys take on the Dudleys. I love how the Alliance Star Alliance creates all these crazy new matches. Oh, fucking
2: hell, yeah. Same
1: old hard-hitting match. <laughs> but it's for the Stacey. WCW tag team title. Oh, that makes it all different. does does make but it different. But with one noticeable difference other than that, Stacey Keepler's ass arse yes. distracts Matt so he can be pushed into Jeff off the toped, toped <laughs> to get crotch so the Dudleys can land a rare Super 3D on Matt. Oh. Sorry, Jeff, to win the have tag titles.
2: Rushed match to serve a purpose. Rushed, yes, so rushed. Uh, As you say, it served what it needed to do. In the commentary, Michael Cole is just so shocked with what he saw. And he said, I can't imagine what Vince was going on in Vince's mind, seeing his wife brutalised by their kids like that. The same Vince who, less than a year ago, drugged his wife into a coma (laughs) and snogged another woman in front of her. (laughs) This is only months ago, you're right. Yeah, it's... like, oh, I can't remember. Why would Vince's wife, how, he must be, no, he was fucking with her last year. Earlier in the, even earlier in this year, he was fucking with her. I yeah. just, it's that whole thing of forget all of that. If they're over yeah. it now,
1: nah, it's bullshit. They're over it. So should you. So should you. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a rush match. It's easy to rush though, when you're walking in lugs. Oh. The shoes our and Jai-Joe present RVD versus Big Show from Raw. That was it? Huh. Lugs, you can fuck your wife. <laughs> Ain't that right, Big Show?
3: <laughs> L- L-
2: the Big like- Show, who wears
1: big shoes?
2: I like how they've given up even trying to make the slogan sound like it's something to do with shoes.
1: Yeah. Lugs, fuck
2: your wife. I was, I was amazed when I saw it on TV. You thought I would have censored it. Hey baby, let's go back to my place and fuck. Yeah, okay, here we are at my place. I'm just going to take off my lugs. Keep the lugs on. You can keep, keep your, your lugs on. on. Do, 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 do. Let me take off your lugs. Don't fucking take off my lugs. Abbey D, if Abbey D wore lugs,
1: he wouldn't have cut anybody open. <laughs> fucking. He'd be world champion. <laughs> 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 if he'd wrestled in lungs?
2: Oh, fucking hell, he, he, he'd have trouble.
1: This just fucking heavy shoes, He's trying to kick, kick anyone. Kick's angle as hard as he can in the face. <laughs> what, didn't feel a thing, wow. <laughs> didn't feel a thing. Karen Angle puts He's... out an email, of, wow, RBD's such a safe worker. <laughs> we see... <laughs> RBD gets of the Nobel
2: Peace Prize. Well, you're great, RBD, and you're just soft as shit. It's funny. Praise the New York Post. Wonderful kicks from Van Damme. <laughs> Oh, he's getting
1: really upset. I can't hit anything. <laughs> I got mugged by a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I had to walk to work, bloody hell. Obviously, it didn't take me very long because I was wearing t- gloves. Was
2: tried to beat him a burglar and he said, thank you for the massage. Get out of pain in back. It's gone
1: now. Just <laughs> be. I'll rob you next week as well. My <laughs> arse is hurting. <laughs> RBD versus The Rock is tonight and he better be- wear his best non-lug shoes. Yeah, just just talk, Matthew, don't think. <laughs> I was trying to wrestle the AEW all-in ticket page while this was going on so sorry if I'm distracted and fucking annoyed oh yeah now I remember where I was I should do it was only fucking two weeks ago The Rock belly-to-belly's RVD but RVD comes back with a monkey flip Heyman reminds us it's hardcore rules so it's only pin or submission even El Hebner can figure that one out <laughs> yeah. Good one, nice line. both men brawled the entrance way with RVD getting punched down but coming back with a big kick and a cartwheel moonsault on the mesh Cole says, RVD may hurt himself. Well, it makes a change from his opponent, but a bump. Mm. RVD keeps Rock in the corner and smashes him daft with a chair assisted diving baseball slide. Rock sells it well. At least I think it's selling. <gasps> the Rock dumps RVD's supple ass into <laughs> a bin. Recycle it Rock, make new ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> fuck, how <laughs> do you write that? It says, on the ba- says it's above the six, This ass is made from
2: recycled ass. 100% recycled ass. <laughs> but you wear them and then get stopped by the police. <laughs> for marijuana.
3: Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> Do you have a license for that ass?
3: <laughs>
2: that sounds like the worst yeah. chat-up line ever. Ugh. Do you have a license for that ass? You're like, ooh,
1: this is going to play... No, it's clearly not your ass. <laughs> Rock counters the Enzigiri by simply throwing RVD away. I thought it was a nice card of that. It sounded like a, mm. oh, a set-up move or uh, Kane doing the Kane Aguri. It's just, no. Yeah. Sharpshooter gets locked in. Well, it is the November. <laughs> Bret Hart comes out
2: and goes, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fruits in the suit oh. are.
2: <laughs> the fruits in the suit, Oliver. The fruits in the one suit. And then the, the fruits in the suits come out. The wiggles come out. <laughs> We can't call them that. They're called the woggles. It, uh, no,
1: no, the no. We scouts. Can't. No, we can't. That's unfeebly <laughs> offensive. Shadow O'Mac makes his
2: 90th the woggles appearance. Woggles the what the scouts have? The little ring they have? They have a woggle. Is that what they're called? It's called dip, a woggle. Dip, dip, dip.
1: Dop, dub, dub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you pass the test. <laughs> Shadow O'Mac makes his 90th appearance tonight, pulling the ref out so he can DDT the rock. RVD, lied, ah, RVD lands the five star. Would have been five stars. No, shit, come on. <laughs> but Hebner takes forever. Pfft, typical him. So Rock <laughs> kicks out. Vince heads out to make this all about the McMahons as usual. And then Shane bravely runs away. RVD tries to Van Demme the Rock with a chair, but Rock ducks and DDTs RVD onto it instead. Jerry Lynn, you should to do that with him. Do but then Tess shows up to pump handle the Rock. So Jericho, the WF's Canadian with long hair. As opposed to Test, who was the W's guy. You gotta have one on each
2: side. That's right.
1: You gotta have one. Takes out (laughs) Test. Booker axe kicks Jericho. So Rock smashes BT, leaving him open for RVD to (gasps) take the spine buster and the people's L. No! Booker hits him with the bin as The Rock runs the ropes and The Rock walks right into a small package. RVD still champ, and that's it overall mayor episode <laughs> Van
2: Damme pinning the rock that's nice with shenanigans Obviously granted it but it was a Bolivian army
1: to do it but,
3: um... <laughs> sure
2: <laughs> did it maggot no Bolivian <laughs> army slaughter stand down <laughs> alright but I, I I liked I liked the fact that rock, uh, the Van Damme got a pinfall on the rock regardless yep. of said Bolivian army yep uh, You thought so a episode of Smackdown Overall, yeah, it was just the McMahon bit. Again, I remember as a kid,
1: watching This the bit I remember. The kids watch it, like, we're doing this, as everyone would just said. Like, mm. we've we've done this. Mm. We've done this exact bit. And you're supposed to be going, and Michael Cole, the good guys going, Can you believe it? The horror. And you're like, What? Yeah. It's Vince. Of course we can. <laughs> he could be likable certain bits. I think he's like he's soaked up all the uh the love and support he got, being like, No, we're still gonna run these events post-9-11 to thinking like, that's right, I'm a good guy now, we'll say. No, 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 you, the idea of you is nice. Real mm. you's a piece of shit, as we now know. But, <laughs> you know, at least in need fucking pizzas.
2: There's, there is I'm that. getting all
1: this out now so it doesn't get even <clears throat> subtly referenced in the main podcast.
2: Well, if, uh, it, if it did or if it didn't, you'll know by now because of the way that this is ordered. You watch the podcast, the main full fat podcast with the lads before you hear this. Certainly <laughs> so, you might it might have not happened. Uh, what did you remember from this week's episode? The thing I just said, Tom. What about you? The the thing I didn't say, which was Chuck Palumbo <laughs> getting sacked. Because I thought in my, look, I was
0: th- I
2: was thick. <laughs> you remember thick. Chuck on this episode? I was thick at 16. <laughs> I remember thinking Sergeant Slaughter's about to join the alliance. <laughs> I thought Chuck Palumbo would run in. Well, there's an opening, you're right. Yeah. I thought Chuck would run in and help help the rock.
1: Oh kid, I'll trade you a Chuck Palumbo for a sergeant
2: slaughter. <laughs> that's the worst Top Trumps trade you've ever seen. How many, how many wars has Chuck Palumbo fought in? You're like, that's ridiculous.
1: Sergeant Slaughter's in his fifties. I've got to give you something else for him. I can't just give you one Chuck for that.
2: I'm screwing you over here. <laughs> I imagine they were like Top Trumps. And then and, and the guy holding slaughter goes, number of wars, seven. And he goes, Oh shit. If only if only he played number of biker jackets owned. <laughs> 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 it's a very convoluted game of, of, of top drums uh what did you forget mike awesome doing the awesome bomb nice There's only one i'm fairly certain
1: because i doubt there was anybody else on the entire roster who was willing to take it tommy dreamer of course i was like oh yeah of course you take it take a bump tommy but i'm like what's mike awesome gonna go hey rock I've got this great idea for a move. Oh well, what is it, Jabroni? I powerbomb you over the top <laughs> rope through a table.
2: Okay,
3: I'm gonna be in the other room.
2: I just drinks a bottle of water slowly, stares at him.
1: Uh, you so- and RVD have a lot in common. Oh, thank you, I appreciate, up. You. you both used to be in ECW. You both... Shadows of your former selves. And you both need... A table!
2: <laughs> to Awkwardly hands the table! Hold... Hold this! Masato oh, uh, Tanaka clutching onto the table <laughs> as he's drunk.
1: <laughs> Masa- uh. Okay, Masato Tanaka, what have you got for us tonight? What crazy moves. About you hit me as hard as humanly possible with a chair. <laughs> and I lose an inch in height. Sounds great, Jabroni. I love Masato Tanaka! What a legend! We'll call
2: it in the ring. I forgot that Rock and Van Dam had a hardcore championship match. Oh, no. Nice. So this was a lovely surprise of a main event to see Rock and RVD. I thought, that's great. Well, great showcase for Van Dam. Start of the year, fucking start of the year, you wouldn't have imagined seeing Rob Van Damme versus The Rock main event in SmackDown, but here we are. And it was The Rock challenging for the hardcore title, yep. which is always a bit... I always have a weird curiosity when main event lads challenge for non-main event titles and, and, and how they get around it. But And uh, I didn't think the main event was too bad. Considering I say a lot of run-ins and all that shenanigans, but uh, at least Rob Van Damp in the Rock, so we can take that. At we'll least take the man's were front and centre. Mmm, that's the, the main WF thing. Shows. And slaughter uh, on the cultaholic podcast feed next week: Desert Island Graps with PCO. Bloody hell. One of my favourites, him. He's amazing. We have a lovely chat. Uh, I asked him about the, uh, the, jumper lead start, the jumper lead segment from Final Battle where he gets <laughs> restarted with a horse. Uh, he's really pissed off about it. I find out why... Ooh. on the podcast feed find out why uh, and in case you missed it i had a lovely chat with savio vega the other day oh after his surprise run-in and the invention of the savio pop backlash yeah uh, we had a lovely chat so that's on the podcast feed and on the patreon right now what are you doing here what are you working on
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like a chair like hey, all right jericho you need this <laughs> you got to go do the podcast. Oh, my notes,
3: yeah, thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you know, you, and the, you know what? You and the other podcast lads, you've got a lot in common. You're both from round here. Yeah. You've both got sideburns. And you yeah. both need notes.
3: <laughs> Ooh, I, I gotta.
1: Um, We're getting some other videos that are not Watch Me related. Oh. looking forward to doing them. Finally got some time to get them sorted out. Still working on Operation Get House or Flat. <laughs> Fuck landlords, Chairman Mao forever. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be playing because I've been listening to the Sonic the Comic podcast on Thursdays because Vampire Survivors, I suck at it. I'm going to actually try it tonight. It'll have happened by the time it's happened. Echo the Dolphin. Nice! I never got anywhere with oh. it. But now I've got the power of the internet. I'm like, sure, I could beat this little bottlenose creep.
2: <laughs> My mum loved Echo the Dolphin. She didn't like doing the missions. She just liked swimming around as Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> I had a blast with it. It was like, okay, does my pad work? I'm like, God, he's fast as fuck. He is fast. Yeah. Fast as fuck, boy. Yeah. Echo the dolphin. He is really yeah. fucking quick. Yeah. So, but you can watch the replay, surely, by now on your Twitch. Yes. Twitch.tv slash MatthewBodge.
1: I won't be doing Bret Hart this week because I have a little... He's too busy doing women. <laughs> so, it mate's birthday, so we're going to Pizza Punks.
2: Oh, lovely. Another wrestling reporter... Oh no, no, no. God damn it. Uh, having pizza this week.
1: This is the end bit. Tom, it's been great. <laughs> Let's wrap
2: it up. He is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter, <clears throat> I'm at Tom Campbell on Not Twitter. A <laughs> Together, we're at Goldholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. A space odyssey! Oh. Didn't say it at the start. Oh. What a tease. Love you, bye.
3: A
1: space odyssey? What are you doing here? Alright, Bye.
3: Nothing to rearrange
0: Sometimes you just Get a feeling like That's Stamps.com. Code program. For all the wrestling headlines in just
2: 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever
3: you get your podcasts from.